San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. Good evening, everybody. It's Richard only. We are Joe Less here tonight. Joe had to go run off to a meeting with the Padres owners. I'm going to do this show by myself, but I'm actually not by myself. I have some great guests. So it's Richard Musio by himself with great guests on It's Your Money and Your Life. Before we start the show, I again wanted to congratulate one of our esteemed sponsors. That would be Jason Kruger's great company, Signature Analytics, in the Senegal Business Journal's recent list of the fastest growing private companies. That's the top 100 as identified by the San Diego Business Journal, Jason Kruger's Signature Analytics came in lucky 13. So he almost made the top dozen. Number 13, Jason Kruger's Signature Analytics, San Diego Business Journal's fastest growing private companies here in San Diego. So big congratulations to Jason Kruger and Signature Analytics. Again, Signature Analytics is a great CFO service firm, yes. Like myself, Jason is a CPA, but like myself, he's not a traditional CPA. Neither he nor I waste our time doing tax returns and financial statements. I shouldn't say that. His company offers that service too, but again, they are a CFO service, so helping companies that are also typically rapidly growing with CFO outsourced services and all the backroom support that goes along with that. So again, big congratulations to Signature Analytics, number 13 on the top 100 here in San Diego. Now to the show, I've got two good guests, plus, well, the person who referred them in, their publicist. But we're going to be talking about Alzheimer's and, I guess, cognitive issues, dementia, topics of that nature. I want to welcome, and I'm going to ask both of you to introduce yourselves briefly, respectively. First of all, Shalita Weinfield, who is president of Alzheimer's San Diego. Shalita, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. And also, Jessica Impeño. Did I get your name right, Jessica? Yes, you did. Jessica is Vice President of Programs and Family Services, also Alzheimer's San Diego. But before we talk about Alzheimer's San Diego, a great nonprofit here in town, I want to talk a little bit about Alzheimer's, dementia, differences, signs, symptoms. Shalita and Jessica just flipped a coin to see who gets to start. <laughs> but let, let's talk about forgetting a minute about here locally San Diego or what your great organization does. What is Alzheimer's? How does it differ from dementia? And why is this such an epidemic in this country and actually in the world at large? It's such a really good question because it's one that we hear all the time. The difference between dementia and Alzheimer's disease, a lot of people think that you know dementia is maybe the early stages of Alzheimer's disease, um, but actually dementia is a category. It is a collection of symptoms and it is not a specific disease. It, it has multiple different causes and there are multiple different types. There are um, hundreds of different types of dementia. Some of them are treatable or reversible. So things like depression, reactions to medications, thyroid issues, infections, tumors, can cause symptoms that can look like a dementia, but with treatment, those things can resolve and go away. True dementias are things like Alzheimer's disease, Lewy body dementia, vascular dementia, frontotemporal dementia, and those we see are 
um, they are not treatable, they are not curable, and they have symptoms that will progress and get worse over time. Jessica, just briefly, quick background on yourself. Sure. So I am a native San Diegan, okay. one of the few out there, um, born and raised. What hospital? Tri-City Hospital. Nice. <laughs> Vista. Grew up in Mira Mesa and uh, received my master's in social work degree from San Diego State, go Aztecs. And I live in Poway with my husband and two kids. Me? How old are the kids? My kids are 10 and 12. You're sort of busy. Kind of. So, Shalita, quick background on yourself. Okay. By the way, she's got a walking boot on. You can tell that story or not. That's up to you. <laughs> I think well, you have to now. That was the good part of being on radio. No one could see that. It's terrible. Exactly. I uh, ruptured my Achilles tendon, so it has been a long, long healing process. But, um, yes, I, I, as you said, my name right. That was great, Shalita. I have been here in San Diego for 30 years. Uh, I came here to go to San Diego State University, go Aztecs, uh, and met my lovely husband uh, in the dorms and uh, have, have lived here for quite a while in the North County and raised uh, two beautiful children now in their 20s. Um, so are you an empty nester? I am. Yeah, we are too. Our kids are 26, 25, and 21, and we're empty nesters, and it's so cool. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm really enjoying my adult children. So, Shalita, what is Alzheimer's, or what are the signs and, signs and symptoms? Well, I'm actually going to let Jessica answer that okay. question. Uh, so, some of the signs and symptoms that we see with Alzheimer's disease are changes that are significant enough to really impact a person's day-to-day -day life. So, that can be uh, difficulty with memory. Of course, that's what the one that people do think of most commonly. But we see other things, too. It's not just that forgetfulness. It's that somebody is having difficulty with language, finding the right words, or keeping that train of thought, maintaining a conversation. It's difficulty with thinking, being able to solve problems, to retrace your steps, to think through different things. Um, it's problems with judgment and, and making judgment errors. So having difficulty making good, sound decisions. Um, we see that often people will have difficulty managing their finances. That's often a very early sign. As you know, numbers and math uh, require some, some pretty good cognitive skills. And if somebody's having difficulty with that, bills aren't getting paid, or maybe bills are getting paid two and three times, there's a sign that something's going on there. And typically what age? I, I mean, we've heard about early onset. I think most people associate Alzheimer's with being a disease of the elderly, so to speak. What's a typical age where people tend to become symptomatic? It is typically a disease for older adults. Most people are over the age of 65 when they get a diagnosis. Like you said, there are people under the age of 65, um, and we refer to those as a young onset or an early onset. Um, but the age really is the number one risk factor for this disease. We There's a lot of research going on, which we're going to talk about more later, um, but we still don't quite have nailed down what the causes of this disease are. Even an easy, quick way to diagnose it still is difficult for our medical community. Um, but it is a disease typically for people over the age of 65. So I know when I was growing up, I'm a child of the late 50s. We didn't really hear much about it because people had a much shorter life expectancy. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm assuming the numbers, the dramatic increase simply because people live so much longer. 
That's such a big piece of it. You're absolutely right. Those different diseases and conditions and things that people used to die from at a younger age, people are able to live through now. We've got great treatments and medications for those things. Um, so this is a product of, of living a lot longer. Richard? Yes. Uh, one of the things I did want to let folks know is um, if they do have questions about signs and symptoms or if maybe they're concerned about their own um, brain health, uh, we Alzheimer's San Diego does offer over 300 classes a year in the community uh, to deal with all kinds of issues related to Alzheimer's disease. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about Alzheimer's San, San Diego, um, but we have a great Memory Loss 101 class as well as a healthy aging class that would provide tips on maximizing brain health. Uh, so just a good time to mention that uh, you can come and uh, give our office a call. Uh, we actually have a Memory Loss 101 class coming up on uh, August 26th right there at the Alzheimer's San Diego office, and uh, you can get a lot more detailed information about that. And phone number, website? Our website is alzsd.org, and our phone number is 858-492-4400. I wanted to ask a question a little bit, well, what things can people do, though, to, to maintain, shall we say, good memory health uh, when they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s? There are about five things that we say um, can really help with brain health, regardless of um, what other things might be going on in your life, even if you're already experiencing these changes. Um, one of the things that is really important is sleep. Good quality sleep, at least What's eight that? hours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Good quality sleep, and there's more and more research coming out about the impact of poor sleep on um, on your brain. So definitely getting good sleep, getting good exercise, and really moving your body. Body cardiovascular exercise, in particular, you know, strength training is important. That's good for your bones. But that cardiovascular exercise, what you're trying to do is get your heart pumping and get that oxygen up to your brain. Mm -hmm. Eating well, eating healthy, is also very, very important. Having a good, balanced diet with all the different colors that you're supposed to be eating, um, and challenging your brain as well. Um, challenging your brain to learn new and different things to um, you know, really just kind of challenge and stimulate your brain. So not just necessarily doing crossword puzzles all the time, but um, really learning new information. Hold that thought. That was four out of the five. We'll come back with the fifth right when we come back to It's Your Money and Your Life. We're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. See you in a minute. Welcome back to It's Your Money. And your life. I'm Richard Musio. We're here with Shalita Weinfield and Jessica Impeño from Alzheimer's San Diego. Joe Vecchio is not here. We gave him the evening off. Anyway, we're, we're talking about Alzheimer's, and we had listed four out of five things that people can do. But a fifth thing would be what? So that fifth thing really falls under that category of really managing um, kind of your stress and, you know, making sure that you are getting out and interacting with folks, socialization, social interaction, um, managing depression, 
And a lot of people don't realize that there's a really strong connection between depression and dementia. So it's really taking care of your mental health as well. And all, the, all of these things are probably not new and groundbreaking for folks. These are things you've heard before in ways to take good care of yourself. And it's actually true. These have all been supported by lots and lots of research to show that these are things that you can really do that make a real difference. I also just wanted to point out to folks, it's, it's really important that although we're taking care of ourselves and our health and our brain, um, that uh, Alzheimer's disease, the, the greatest risk is age. And, you know, that's not something we can keep from happening or the alternative is not that great. Yeah, I was going to say the alternative is not so pretty. Right. So I, I do think just stigma-wise, it's really important that we realize that, uh, you know, people who are certainly, who are getting this disease, it's really no, through no fault of their own, mm -hmm. um, and that uh, it's really important to get those tests done and to, to, to get that memory screen and to go to your doctor uh, because we really uh, don't know what causes Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, and I, I found from personal experience, I mean, my family has been through this. When we got to the point where we had loved ones who had Alzheimer's, had to be put into a facility because of their care needs, I found that just spending time with them at that point made a big, big difference, even though they couldn't function the way they were used to, obviously, when they were younger. And I think you, you mentioned the stigma. I think a lot of people sort of have this thought that, oh, if I get Alzheimer's, they're just going to put me away, and I'm not going to you know, have any human interaction. And of course, that would be a horrible, horrible fate. But I've found that just spending time with people, um, even if they aren't really competent to really do anything any at all because of their cognitive issues, makes a big difference to them. You're absolutely right. And that's a lot of what we talk about at Alzheimer's San Diego is helping people understand that this person is now living with a brain disease, mm -hmm. and but they still are who they are. They're just different now. And so how do we look at things a little bit differently? How do we structure the day? How do we engage them activities that are still meaningful for them so that you can have that connection? Because you're right, that is still so important. They're still in there. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to bring meaning and quality to their life as well. So Shalita. Yes, sir. Alzheimer's San Diego, a little bit of history. How old? When founded? When did you come on board? Yes, so um, uh, Alzheimer's San Diego is, uh, has been in the community for uh, quite a while, and um, we are a private nonprofit organization. Uh, our purpose is to support families. Um, Jessica, I think, mentioned that uh, there are 5 million people in this country uh, currently living with Alzheimer's mm -hmm. disease. There's 65,000 of them here in San Diego County. That we know of. That we know of. With the numbers projected to increase dramatically, correct? Absolutely. Uh, and so really the reason that we exist is to support those families until a cure or treatment is really found. Um, Alzheimer's disease is the only one of the top 10 diseases uh, for which there is no cure and no treatment. So really, the best treatment, the best medicine for this disease currently is good care. Uh, so we really exist to support those family members who are currently uh, providing care to loved ones at home. Um, that's about 80% of people who are living with Alzheimer's today in San Diego County. They will be provided care at home for the majority of the time that they deal with uh, this disease which is, by the way, an eight to 10 year journey. Mm -hmm. uh, so these families really need uh, a lot of programming and support 
and and education about living with this disease and and providing good care to their loved ones. Yeah, well, our, uh, my family's own challenges. My grandmother now passed, obviously, uh, had about an 11 or 12 year experience um, before passing, and then something uh, that um, I found unfortunately all too common with regard to my late uncle, um, who had Alzheimer's. My my aunt. Um, being of a very stubborn nature, was very disinclined to get help or have an in-home help, and so attempted to do way, way too much to care for him um, while he was advancing um, with his Alzheimer's um, to the point where by the time uh, we got professional help, she had basically toasted her own health, so to speak, because she simply was doing much, much more than somebody who was in her late 70s, early 80s could have been doing or should have been doing on her own without seeking help, and I'm assuming you find that that to be an all-too-common phenomenon as well? Absolutely. Uh, many of the families that come to our organization, uh, we have to address the caregiver just as much as the person who's living with the disease. Um, and you just bring up that issue of self-care. It's It really is so important to um, make sure that you're taking that time for yourself and, and that you're well armed with the tools of the best way to, to care for your loved one. Um, one of the programs that we offer through Alzheimer's San Diego is um, a volunteer respite program. And I'm really just so proud of that program. It's, it's one of very few across the country that um, screens and trains volunteers to go in and provide families with a, a brief respite um, and, and companionship for the person living with Alzheimer's disease. I know I'm going to say our website and our phone number uh, quite a few times. You could say it our many chat. times. Yeah. <laughs> but for all our, the, the good thing is it's the same website and the same phone number every time, no matter if you're looking for a, a memory screening or a memory 101 class or uh, respite, volunteer respite and companion services. It's ALZSD.org. Um, and you can call us at 858 492 now, I know you do these things for free, correct? We do. Thank you for asking that. Yes, all of our programs and services are offered to the San Diego community for free. Um, we have master level social workers uh, available to answer your phone calls. And, you know, people call us for so many different reasons. Um, it could be very specific. You know, I'm taking care of my dad and uh, this morning he woke up and I can no longer get him to take a shower, right? What do I do about that? Or um, I'm really concerned about my own brain health and I'd love to understand better what's normal aging and what are issues I might, or aging uh, memory concerns I might be concerned about. Um, so we're there for, for you to answer all of your questions and uh, get you some help. Great stuff. Hey, we've got to take a quick break. Richard Musio with It's Your Money and Your Life with Shalita Weinfeld and Jessica Daniel from Alzheimer's San Diego. Everybody sit tight. We are going to be right back. We are back with It's Your Money and Your Life. I'm Richard Musio. There is no Joe Vecchio tonight, so all you Joe Vecchio fans, got to put up with me. Talking about Alzheimer's San Diego, but first, but I want to thank our sponsors. Could not do the show without our amazing sponsors. At the top of that list, we have UBS with Michael Coranta. Could not do the show without UBS. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet, 
We love CPAs. We have more than one of them. We've got two. We've got Jason Kruger CPA with Signature Analytics, a great CFO service firm, and then more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs with Don Epic and Paul Polito. Of course, our great friend Joel Grushkin in studio with us tonight, cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. I know all this money those sponsors help you make. You can bank it at Mechanics Bank. Mechanics Bank, great regional bank out of Orange County. Sean Puckett, of course, heads up the San Diego Regional Office. Mechanics Bank specializes in working with families in the real estate business as well as wealthy families and family offices. Also, Hub International, great employee benefits firm. Boy, you talk about an area that's up in the air. Do we have health care reform happening or do we not? I don't know. Go ask your favorite Republican. Hub International will help you navigate the ever-changing field of employee benefits. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Upcoming guest, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management and is the catalyst <coughs> excuse me, here in San Diego behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Also, Michelle St. Clair, Elite Lifestyle Management, great concierge service, helping those of us who have no time get things done, from simple things like travel arrangements to more complicated things like getting fishing licenses in Cuba. Elite Lifestyle Management with Michelle St. Clair. Also, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office. Brenda specializes in asset protection and estate planning. Again, Geiger Law. The Very Good Food Foundation. I think it's the eighth annual dinner coming up with Michelle Lirac in September. We do some shows with them as well, talking about sustainability and other important issues with food. And of course, last but not least, Lestat's Coffee Houses. Lestat's now has three great locations, not only the original one up in Normal Heights, but two others as well. Great food, great music, great entertainment, 24-7. Lestat's Coffee Houses. At Lestat's, and of course, a big thank you to Courtney Holst with PopX Graphics. Courtney does a great job on our website. And there's also a media tab and a sponsor tab up there if you want to learn more about our great sponsors. Also, if you're interested in being a sponsor, check us out, iwinemoney.com. Let's get back to Shalita Weinfield and Jessica Impeño, Alzheimer's San Diego. We want to talk a little bit, I know, about um, resources and volunteers. We were talking about services or great services that Alzheimer's San Diego provides. But what about people who want to get, get active in the cause, so to speak? Thanks for asking that. Um, we were talking about the fact that all of our services are free to the community. And uh, so what naturally I think people ask is, well, how can I help? Um, and, and one of the main ways they can help is by being a volunteer. Uh, we do engage them in a lot of different aspects of our organization. Uh, a lot of the administration is done by volunteers. Of course, we have that wonderful respite program. So we need uh, volunteers all over the county of San Diego. We're supporting respite families in you know the far north county and east county and south bay region. And um, we have education classes as well, all in locations all around San Diego County. So we do need those volunteers to help us. Um, and then, of course, we need volunteers for our major fundraising event of the year, um, our walk. Uh, the Walk for Alzheimer's, which is in October uh, at Balboa Park and Oceanside Pier. Uh, we certainly need volunteer support and, of course, walkers and walk teams for that event as well. Do you remember that date? Yes, of course. I uh, thought so. 
Yeah. Tell us, please. <laughs> Thanks. So Walk for Alls, um, again, it is uh, one, we have two walks. Uh, the first walk is in Balboa Park. Uh, Balboa Park Walk is October 21st this year. And uh, the second walk that we have is uh, at Oceanside Pier. Uh, that walk is October 7th uh, this year. And uh, we usually have about 5,000 folks that come out to walk with us. So it is the largest walk in San Diego County. I know a lot of folks have listening probably have participated out of Balboa Park before. So we'd love to have you all come I was down. there last year. Yeah, so you know, it's a lot of fun. But I'm and also a big fan of the Oceanside Pier because my Oceanside Turkey Trot is the only running event in the country that the, actually runs over the Pacific Ocean. I love the turkey trot. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great. And the pier, our walk also goes out the pier. Yep, so it's a beautiful opportunity to participate. And if I can say, one of the things we're really proud of about the walk and about all donations that come to our organization is that 100% of every dollar that's raised stays here in San Diego County yeah, to raise money for San Diego families. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, Alzheimer's, also the differences between, shall we say, normal aging and not normal aging. One symptom I've noticed in my own family, folks who seem to be moving along the Alzheimer's scale, is they become much, much less, shall we say, trustworthy of people around them than they were when they were at full functionality. Is, is that a typical symptom? It can be. You know, as we age, our bodies and our brains do change. Things start to slow down a little bit, and it may take, you know, a little bit more time to process information and to kind of make sense of everything than it used to. So it's pretty normal to be a little bit slower to think things through, to do things you used to be able to do. And you might hesitate a little bit more um, before, you know, a little bit more likely to look before you leap. Um, you may know a person but not be able to think of their name when you run into somebody at the grocery store. All of those things are very normal. It happens to us all. The difference is, you know, if you forget something and 10 minutes later, oh, it hits you, that, that's the name you were looking for, totally normal. What's not so normal is when you start to notice that you're having trouble kind of thinking the same way that you used to before. You know, I can't do those things that I used to be able to do. You know, maybe mom always was a great cook and she knew those recipes by heart, but now she can't remember what goes in that particular dish that she always made, right? That's a pretty obvious change for her. Um, being able to recognize a person or those words just don't come. Even when somebody's giving you kind of those reminders, those tips to help jog your memory, they still don't come. Um, even being confused between the past and the present, so almost being stuck in a moment of time, and definitely personality and behavior changes. All of those things are not quite so normal, and we would be a little bit concerned about that. Yeah, and one thing I noticed with my, uh, my late aunt, my late uncle, he would always um, handle the mail, pay the bills, but um, I, I went over to their apartment in Chula Vista way back when, when he was still at home, and um, there was all kinds of mail that wasn't open that I found, like, stacked up in a corner, mm -hmm. bills not paid. There, there were actually, you know, checks and envelopes that hadn't been opened or taken to the bank, and my aunt never did the mail, so she never really, she just assumed my uncle was handling things, but he wasn't. Yeah. We see that pretty pretty commonly, and and what we hear from a lot of families too is they'll they'll claim that the person is doing it on purpose. 
right? Or they're right. just in denial. Families will call and, and say, you know, can you help my mom understand that she needs help? You know, how do I convince my dad that, you know, he needs to, he needs to go to the doctor? And with the brain changes that are caused by a true dementia, um, a lot of people, it's not denial. It's that that part of their brain's already damaged, and they have difficulty understanding what's going on with them. So a lot of times those family members really are the ones that are able to identify what's going on, what those changes are. But it might not always be dementia. There could be something else going on. So that's why we really encourage people to, you know, don't be afraid to talk about it. Go see your doctor and let's let's look at what's happening because it might be something that's treatable. I hear music. That means we have to take a break. Richard Nucio, it's your money in your life. Alzheimer's San Diego. Everybody stay tuned. Three quarters of the way to home plate, standing on third base. Quarter of the show to go. We're going to be right back. We're back. Get your money in your life heading into the home stretch of Hawaii 5 Talking about Alzheimer's San Diego. Again, a local community resource here in San Diego, 100% the money that gets writ, uh, raised here in San Diego stays here in San Diego. I was wondering, Jessica or Shalita, one of you could talk about the fact that you are purely a local organization, not a subset or a chapter of any national Alzheimer's organization, correct? Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Um, absolutely. It's important that our donors and our supporters know that uh, when they make a contribution to Alzheimer's San Diego, that 100% of it stays here in San Diego. Uh, we use that to support San Diego families and uh, local research for a cure. Um, and uh, that we just want folks to not be confused about uh, how that's structured. Uh, we are not affiliated with any national organization. Um, we are purely local. And donor support is very important to you because you don't get federal funding, correct? Right. A lot of people think that uh, that either we're paid by health insurance plans or are part of uh, a local government structure or get funds from a national organization, and none of those are true. Uh, we are truly uh, local in that our donors um, make all the difference for us. Uh, those walk participants that are raising $10, $50, $20 at a time is really what funds all of this free support to families. And in addition to the free support to families, I know you have a great interest in what is going on with research, both nationally, worldwide, locally. Um, could either of you please give us a little bit of update? I mean, obviously, given increases in life expectancy, anybody expecting to live past age 80, there's a good chance if you haven't had to deal with this with your, with your own family members, you're going to have to deal with this for yourself. So obviously a huge, huge topic. What's going on in terms of clinical trials research that you can share with us? There's so much happening in research, and so much of it is happening right here in San Diego. And a lot of people don't realize that some people really do consider San Diego the world capital of Alzheimer's research. Mm -hmm. And we really have come a very long way in terms of research about the disease, our understanding of the disease. Unfortunately, there haven't been any new drugs or medications for treatment of the disease, but that is definitely in the works. And there are some people here locally that think they're getting pretty close. At Alzheimer's San Diego, supporting that research is really important to us. And one of the best ways we do that is by supporting local clinical trials that need 
volunteers. They need participants in order to um, really investigate either medications, different treatments, different interventions. And, you know, 80% of clinical trials fail because there are not enough volunteers. So there are trials that focus on sleep, focus on uh, testing medications, focus on exercise, even just uh, counseling and therapy in the home. There's a lot of different options out there. And so at Alzheimer's San Diego, we do keep track of all of the local clinical trials that are looking for volunteers. So give us a call and we can help connect you um, to the right one for you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point to make. People assume that clinical trials just sort of go smoothly, but you have to have bodies in, you have to have human beings in to be Part of that trial, and if there's not enough bodies, can't get enough data. Yeah, absolutely. To do rigorous research and make any reasonable conclusion. One of the most um, exciting new trials that's coming is um, a trial that focuses on people that have a family history of the disease. People that have a family history, that connection, perhaps genetically, is something that there's a lot of research going on around right now across the United States. And we're lucky enough to have a couple different sites right here in San Diego that are leading research for people that really don't have any symptoms. They just have that strong family history. And we know that genetics is so very important, and it's a really a concern for a lot of people that have that family history um, with 23andMe and all those things that are coming out now. And in fact, we just held a big workshop on this topic of genetics and really helping people understand genetic testing. Should they have it done? How does it work? And uh, if you go to our website, the materials and the presentations that were given at that workshop are available for everyone to take a look at. Yeah, I was doing some reading on that, and I, I'm one of those people who made a decision that I don't necessarily want to know what's going to ail me, as I, um, I'd rather be surprised. <laughs> Once you know it, you can't unknow it. You can't unknow it. And <laughs> it's like I, if somebody said, "Can we tell you the day you're going to die?" I would say, "No, I don't want to know the day I'm going to die." It's, you know, knowledge is a great thing, but sometimes I think it can be a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Although obviously, personalized medicine, being able to map people's DNA, I think very, very, and obviously. A lot of the cutting-edge research being done here in San Diego were obviously one of the research hubs um, of the entire world. But sometimes I wonder if we can go a little bit too far with some of the knowledge that we're that we're trying to create because life is supposed to meant to be lived, not to be um, you know mapped out in advance for 90 years. Um, so very interesting. So I guess there's some interesting ethical um, aspects to, to some of these issues as well. And, and Richard, you made a point earlier about age being the number one uh, really risk factor and that uh, if you're lucky enough to live into your 80s, that uh, really you're the percentage of folks that are going to start to experience some of these early memory loss um, is pretty high, uh, really one in three over the age of 80. Um, and uh, so really we should all be prepared. We should all know what are the signs of, of dementia. We should all have legal and financial uh, planning done to prepare for what, what might happen if I'm to live into my 80s. We should, should all really know about this disease because it is affecting such a high percentage of the, of the community. Yeah, I mean, even basic estate planning, health care power of attorneys and financial power of attorneys so that your matters can be taken care of. Hey, um, date with a cure. I know we wanted to mention that, could, uh, but we haven't mentioned that term, date with a cure. What is that? What's going on? What yeah, thanks for bringing us back around to that. Um, we have a one of our largest uh, conferences coming up September 9th uh, at 10 a.m. It'll be held out at the University of San Diego Shiley Theater. Uh, it's called Date with a Cure. 
And it's a really unique opportunity for San Diegans to hear from the research experts themselves. Uh, so we have uh, research uh, experts from USC, from Samford Burnham Prebis, uh, from UCSD, uh, from the uh, Samford Stem Cell Clinic, uh, from uh, Dr. Talenti from uh, Human Longevity. Uh, we have some neurologists that are coming out, and they can all really speak to what's happening uh, with research, kind of what's the cutting edge with genetics, uh, what's, uh, what, are they looking, what are they looking forward to with regards to treatments and medication, and also answer everyone's practical questions when it comes to their physicians and uh, questions they might have for their neurologist. So again, September 9th, University of San Diego, more information at alzsd.org, right? Yes. Perfect. Right. Date with a cure. Date hey, I, I've, got, um, I've got a question about technology, computers, cell phones, all these devices that take up all of our attention span. Are there any clinical trials about whether all of this constant engagement with devices is good or bad with regards to um, cognitive strength or, or weakness as one ages? I'm just curious. Because I, I sometimes worry about it being too much. And, and Jessica maybe comment as well, but um, I don't know of any specific about electronics and how that's um, affecting your memory or, or but, I, but I do think it's worth mentioning again, we don't know what causes Alzheimer's disease, right? Um, I think if we did, we'd be a lot closer to a treatment. Of course. Uh, so I think that that we have lots of folks that come to us and they say, gosh, I heard that, you know, aluminum causes Alzheimer's mm -hmm. or or conversely, I can use coconut oil or, you know, or blueberries help me with Alzheimer's disease, right? How many blueberries do I need to eat a day? Uh, so it's really important that folks understand, you know, we, we really haven't gotten to that point yet. And that's why come on out to Date with a Cure, you know, listen to the experts talk about what's happening with clinical trials and with research uh, in San Diego. Absolutely. Annie Greenberg, thanks for setting this up. Annie Green has been in studio with us. Shalita Weinfield, thank you. Jessica Impeño, Alzheimer's San Diego. Also, a big thank you to Justin Hart behind the board, Craig Blanke, our account executive, Dave Sniff, our programming genius. Couldn't do the show without a bunch of collaboration and help. So, big thank you to everybody. Again, ALZSD.org. It's your money and your life. Richard Musio by himself. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next Saturday night. Take care.